Welcome to BizBody, everyone. I'm your host, Keith, and today we're talking about your offer. Now, what do you think your offer is? Like, what do you believe the offer to be? And when I was thinking about my offer at first, I thought of what most other people did in the exercise space, which is I sell sessions, I sell time, I do body work, I do this uh, group class or whatever. And, and that's not the offer. That, that is your service. That is what you believe your service to be or how you fulfill that service. Your offer is what the client or the prospect believes that they are getting. What is the end result? So what... What is your offer in terms of the result that the client is going to receive? So number one, in order to understand what your client would like to have happen is what are the results that you're going to deliver and what are the deliverables uh, worded from your clients, which is, okay, so what are the results that you think that you're getting from your clients and then how do your clients describe the result so that you can start formulating more tools in order to help them get that result faster, better, uh, of higher quality. Because most people, most practitioners, what I used to do, and tell me if this resonates, but I used to study more and more about things that would help me uh, hopefully make uh, better decisions, better results, get better results, and I would look for certifications and build up my certification um, belt, right? To say like, hey, I got, I, I know all these things because I got these credentials. Uh, but we all know as practitioners, people don't search you out because of your credential most of the time. That's like maybe less than 1% of the time they're going to search you out because of credential. In the remaining times is they're searching for a result. They're searching for like, I want to get stronger. I want to get better. Like I want to lose body fat. I want to, uh, to, to lessen my stress, my, my daily stress. I want to eat better. I want to sleep better, whatever that is like, what are they want to have something stop, right? Or they want to start something. So what is that thing that they're looking to do? And then from there, what are your services that help make that happen? So you can get better at those services. It's not that you have to advertise those services because you're going to be focusing primarily on the messaging of the client of what it is, what's the problem you are solving. And that's really what the value stack is going to be on the offer. So that's how you're going to then say the features or benefits uh, in, in a way that you you can say, oh, well, this is all there to help solve that problem. And that's what you show. That's what you're going to show on uh, Instagram or what you're going to show when you're doing a, um, a demonstration or you're going to be uh, doing a, a talk at a, a local place to, to say, like, this is how I solve this problem. Here's how you can help solve this problem. That is a part of your offer. And then from there, listen to what your clients need. Because the majority of times, they have a great way of, of saying what's wrong. Like, they, they know what's wrong, and they're like, man, I can't do this thing, I can't do this thing. You can ask them, well, if I build this thing, would you use it? You know, or you build it. It's like, hey, I, bought, I, I built this thing, try it out, see if it helps you along your way. And, right? and if you're helping them solve these problems faster, guess what? Getting better results faster. Well, everyone else is playing the same game of, uh, getting more certifications, uh, getting uh, more diff more tools. Like they're they're basically showcasing the equipment at their facility, and the equipment doesn't give results if it's not used in the right manner, right? And we all know that if people aren't showing up because they don't believe they get the results, then they, they they're not doing the work. Or I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, some of the the research on um, like say rats they love love to run right so they they have a rat that that runs on a wheel 
and the the rat that's exercising on the wheel on the little hamster wheel that can run forever, he has, he, he gets better, right? And uh, the, uh, in this experiment, the hamster or the, the 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 rat that runs on the wheel is getting better, but the one that's locked into the wheel uh, across from it, it, his health gets worse. So if this forced exercise. And, and you don't recognize it right off the way. The person can actually get worse with doing forced exercise. The person may have worse health markers. So it's like, what are the specific results that you want to help somebody get? How can you help them get in the right mind state to, to get there? How can you support them so that they get the results that they're looking for? So you're going to build out a process to service uh, service the end result needs, right? And you're going to make sure that, number one, are you working with the right person? Is the right person there? You're attracting the right person in their specific ways to, to be able to do that. And that's why um, that's why word of mouth and marketing is, is such a very powerful tool and knowing your message. So knowing how that person identifies with what it is it's trying to do, and what you want to take responsibility for. So what are the things that you're going to take responsibility for to to help with the success of your of your prospects and your clients, right? Those like taking a deep responsibility and caring about those results is huge. And then what are the steps that are necessary to make the result happen? And I'm talking about like thinking of as many steps as possible and then building out the tools. So when you need those tools, uh, whatever those tools may be like, what if it's somebody, if you're, um, what if you're someone that specializes in fat loss? Like, what are all the fat loss tools that you have on the nutrient side or the support side? Or, or like, is there a buddy system involved that you're putting together? Is there someone that for an accountability so that people know that that um, that you that you have their backs and, and also that maybe they really want that accountability so that they can they can move forward and they and they have somebody that they can depend on and they can trust for each step of the way of their nutrition and or their exercise and or their um, mental well-being, right? So each one of those may be very, very helpful. And to me, there's, there's um, to not, well, not just to me, but over the years, there has been steps in order to then make sure that you're working with the right people, make sure that you're asking the right questions and making sure that, um, that the, 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 questions and the data that you're taking in are used specifically at specific times with specific people so that your your chances of success are way higher in in a shorter period of time and the whole point is like do you want to deliver amazing results in shorter periods of time and then help people in in the long term with professional long-term relationships this seems to be one of the best ways to do it um, the only way and there's probably other ways to do it but here's just the way that I've um, I've worked out through the years, and a lot of it is um, honed in from the Muscle System Specialist course. So kudos to to Greg Mack for for this for this piece. So um, number one is your first contact. So however you make contact with somebody, whether it's in person, whether it's somebody else talking to somebody else, and then all of a sudden they're emailing you, whether it's a direct message. Uh, I like to get somebody on the phone with a phone call after either direct message or an email. Um, and, uh, one of the things that, that I like to do is I don't have those phone calls lasting anywhere longer than 10 to 15 minutes because I want somebody face to face so that we can make 
we can hash out decisions like is, is this right um is this not right and that's a free consult the consult is an hour worth of time on the on the front end i put together rules so and i state the rules make sure that everybody knows that this time is free but like there are rules around it so that it is specific towards what it is that they're trying to accomplish like okay we're gonna have uh, an hour worth of time no disruptions this is free but if you don't give me 24 hours cancellation then it is not free um, then from there, uh, at the end of this, we're going to come to this conclusion whether or not we're going to work together. Um, can you help me out with the money part? Because like chances are that if we're going to move forward, um, I'm going to stumble around with money. It, it, it kind of freaks me out if it's my whole money story. And I'm sorry about that. Um, that specifically, what we want to do is at the end of this, it's going to be a yes or a no. And that's okay if you say no. I may say no. Um, and we're going to move forward from that. So from there... Um, after the consult, I have a questionnaire that I hand out. And the questionnaire, what it does, it gets granular. It gets really granular. My questionnaire is, it takes time uh, because people are, are basically going into their past in order to then fish out all the different things that uh, I have questions about. And your questionnaire may look completely different than mine, and that's that's okay. My questionnaire has evolved, um, and it, it contains like what... Uh, the injuries, the medications, um, doctors that they see, other health professionals that I want to be in contact with to let to notify them and let them know that hey, look, um, I'm starting this professional relationship with this person. Is there anything else that that would help, or is there anything that you would like to know um, in in a HIPAA compliant way? Um, and then from there, um, any types of surgeries, traumas, um, if they were playing sports, uh, do they like? training? Uh, do they like exercise? Um, do they not like exercise? Uh, what type of nutrient um, or diet stuff do they follow? How do they sleep? Are they around any environmental pollutants? Um, are, they, are they stressed out? So each one of those components are on the questionnaire so that I can go further into those ideas on the evaluation. And when I have the evaluation, it's specifically to take down data points that I use in order to create a plan. It's not like, okay, we're just going to take these data points down and not use them. The whole point is all the questions are there because they're there for a purpose. If the question no longer serves a purpose, it's gone. So I don't want to waste anybody's time or money. That's the whole point of me laying down my professional integrity is like, okay, this is time. This is money. I want to solve these problems fast because I want to make sure people feel good and move really, really good. And there's a whole bunch of different ways to do that. But that's not what you may want. And that's why the questionnaire is going to be specific around what your results you're trying to get and the message you want to create. So after the eval, I have, I create a plan. And then from that plan, I tell them about the plan and how this plan is going to work and the duration of the plan so we can mitigate any type of uh, any type of problems and then also set expectations um, and also how that person wants to be held accountable so like how would you like to be held accountable when, when how would you like to be updated what is your expectations of this so that this is a long-term lifestyle solution that you can keep doing because you know you can do it because you can't do something if you don't know you can do it. And I'm asking that all the way along. And that goes right into the customer experience. So I'm consistently monitoring the individual customer experience so that 
they get what they need. Like, how do I need to contact them? How many times a week do they need to be in? Um, do, do they need support at home? Do they need support with sleep? Do they need support with uh, nutrition? Do they need support with, um, with breathing, right? And what's within my scope of practice? Because everyone's got a unique scope of practice of how they can assist. Or do they need to be referred out to a teammate that does specialize in those things that could help them greatly because it turned up on your questionnaire and you already have some of those, um, those unique professional um, relationships already established in your network. Then from there, how does the customer share the experience. So can you ask them to share their result? And when they share their result, it's very, very powerful, way more powerful than any type of credential you will ever get because you are turning out results left and right. And 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 when people get those results, it can be life-changing, life-altering, which then equals value. The whole idea is when people are at your place is that the value that you feel you're getting out of creating this place is way more than you're putting in. And then the value that your client is getting out of the experience is way more than they're paying for. So that to me is essential because both people win on the value proposition. It's of high value for both parties involved and they both get a ton out of it. After that, adjust your offer over time. Like if I, I don't believe that any target is the same. So, okay, if you have your offer dialed in and, and you have the tools in place that you have created in order to assist your prospects and clients to get those amazing results, change up your offer just a little bit now and then so that you, you can make things fresh. You can, you can maybe make things a little bit better or you can revert to the stuff that's working more. You're constantly testing, right? Making things better. And also make sure that your price is your your price is set in a way where it's sustainable number one instead of just like uh, i'm gonna i'm going to price myself number one what other people are pricing which is completely wrong because most people are are pricing uh, their service which is set as an unsustainable rate and um, also looking at what other people are doing in general it just puts you at the state of what other people are doing, which most people in the in the gym space and exercise space are unsuccessful. If you look at how many gyms close and how many nutrition places close because it, it, they have no idea how to service somebody else. And, and, and if you're going and taking a look at what they're doing, I, I like the idea of what Alex Hermosi talked about. It was like, what if... I charge this much. What if it was some sort of astronomical number, right? What kind of service could I provide? Well, like, what would it look like? And it's like, well, what things would I really want? Like, what I want my meals catered to me. Would I, would I have my specific macros charted out? Would I know if I had gut infections so that I, that I knew what type of supplements or medications I needed to take in order to eradicate a gut infection so I could start absorbing my nutrients better? You know, like, what if my exercise was actually hurting me, but I just plowed through it because I thought, like, one day it would get better? What if I had somebody that could actually spot the, the, um, not imbalances, but you could see like where there was a miscommunication and, and my coordination wasn't, uh, was affecting how I felt, right? Or affecting my endurance or affecting my strength or affecting my power or affecting my velocity. What if you provided those solutions? What 
what price point would guarantee that the person not only would get amazing results and you were taken care of at the same time, so everybody won. Okay, what would that look like? Or are you going to service a ton of people at a low price and you're okay with that? Like, how would those models look? So you're building out those models so that, number one, you know it's sustainable on your end, you know that you can build the framework that keeps it sustainable, and that everyone at the end feels like it's fair, right? Because it's just like if it's, if it's or, or it's, it's like a stupid offer. It's like, a, I can't believe I got this value at this price. Because if, if, if people believe that it's a steal, more often than not, because they just don't get those results anywhere else in that short period of time, especially a short period of time with great results, then then you have something that nobody else does. And most people can't guarantee that and cannot cannot service that because they just they haven't thought differently than everybody else. So hopefully this framework gives you an idea of how to take things from what people normally do into into an area where now you can create an offer that is something that is way different than everyone else. And the most fun part is give it a name. Give it a fun name that people can relate to. Um, If you want more on creating amazing offers, Alex Hormozzi's got a book called $100 Million Offers. Um, And at acquisition.com, they even have a free framework on how to put that together. It's it's so amazing. His book, Jim Launch Secrets, is really good. And uh, go over to the exerciseproed.com website if you want to learn more about the, um, the sales side of it. That was with the first uh, first contact, um, the consult, the eval. If you're into exercise, um, trying to make sure an exercise process is sustainable for people that are not healthy, which is the majority of Americans right now. I mean, let's face it, like, obesity is is not going down so uh, hopefully this uh, this helps uh, with your direction and how to build your offer how to um, how to or how to augment your offer into something that um, that not only you really can get behind but something that can sustain your practice you guys thank you so much for listening I appreciate all of you um, Please share this with anyone else that you know that it would benefit, especially your local gym owner. And um, I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I guess I can't end this episode right, huh? So, until next time, everyone.